There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no no! Big no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin, it's an extension of number one. And number three, Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Drew, do you abide by those rules in real life? Well, I mean, I guess if you think about it, I already broke rule number one. I, I I have a kid, right? And... I am heavily intoxicated, and I'm, I'm, I'm drinking beer right now as we speak, right? Ooh. So I guess that breaks number rule rule number two. And then I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back, man. Can you, can you just can you cover this right now? This guy is dead. He'll be dead in an instant. Can you, can you just cover this for a second? No, I can't. Podcast, podcast over. Podcast over. <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 117 of the Last Row Podcast. This is part two of... Ooh, Halloween month. Spooky season. Part two. If you are new to the show, check us out, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you follow social media, at The Last Row Pod is our handle on pretty much all of them. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser. Bad way. Happy Halloween. Happy I guess Halloween. pre-Halloween, right? This will be coming yep. out a couple days before, but happy Halloween. It's Halloween week, man. Get up. Get excited. What, Let's go. What are, you, what are you going as? Are you, Let's are go. you dressing up? Are you getting your screen mask out? I'm going as... I don't know. I don't know what I'm going as. <laughs> going, going as, as definitely going. I'll tell you that much. You're I going. Am going. What I am doing is I'm going to the movie theater to watch Scream on December 20th, 1996. <laughs> is that where you were? That's, I was not. I was not. You were not. I, I read this on VHS. Ooh. Where were Where were you when you saw Scream? I think I saw it on VHS as well, or HBO, or something like that. So not, not to derail us right away, but I have a funny story about this. Um, I got a friend; his name's Mike, and uh, we're friends for a long time. Still friends. I mean, very close. He was a jerk, and we sat down <laughs> like there was maybe five, six, seven people in the house, and we were ready to pop in the tape. But we rented from Blockbuster or wherever, Lanco. I don't know. Don't say it. And he goes, hey, guys, the killer. It's the boyfriend and his friend. And we're like, why would you say that? Why? What, what kind of asshole? He, he completely spoiled he the movie for the whole room just because he could. What was the reaction? Did people believe him or did they think he was messing around? We weren't sure. But like, once we started watching the movie, it's like, okay, this is probably true. Not what an asshole. Cool. Not yeah. cool. That was like the, the most spoilerific moment of my life. And th- this was a hot movie too, so yeah. I, you know the internet wasn't as as prominent. No. Yeah. So when you're easy doing to that, hide it, word of mouth is the only way to ruin it. That's how yeah. it gets spoiled. Back then, you get a guy at a party that that tells you the yeah. ending. You know, Snape kills Dumbledore. If you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't run, believe it. Runtime one hour forty minutes, pushing it, but just right. It's, it's just slightly too high, but it's, yeah. it was good. It was all right. Uh, horror slash mystery slash genre. Directed by Wesley Craven. What do you know Wesley. about Wes Craven, Drew? What franchise is Wes Craven known for? I know that he craves nightmares. And Horror test. 
Uh, you passed. Is, I know you're not it a, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? That's him? It is, correct. I know you're not a horror buff, but you, you got that one. So He's done some other stuff, too. Didn't he do, like, what is it, oh. Puppet Master or something? Oh, as, he, as he's done other stuff, he's, he's done some other things. He's done Last House on the Left. He's done Hills Have Eyes, Swamp Thing. Ooh. He's done my personal favorite, uh, you know, crappy horror movie, The Shocker. Where the guy gets the electric chair and then then uh, gets reincarnated as a ghost. Does it he can, become like, electricity? Yes, he can float through the TV and stuff. It's really <laughs> awesome. I like that. Yeah, people under the stairs, you know, among others. So that's yeah. that's that's a that's a star-studded resume there. A very robust resume from from the horror master himself. Yeah, and rest in peace. He died in uh, August of 2015. I, I guess I I don't know why I thought he was still alive. That's crazy. He lives forever. He was 75. Uh, he's, 76. He's living his electricity right now yeah. in, in your TV. So. Yeah, I hope he popped through. I'll be like, yo, just like the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> written by uh, Kevin Williams. So uh, Kevin Williams' son. Kevin so, Williams' son? Kevin Williams' son. What movie did Kelly Kevin Williamson write that we at the Last Row Podcast have reviewed? I, I know what you did last time. I have no idea. I'm Correct. Guessing. Correct. Is that what it was? All right. Yeah, you got it. I just guessed, you know. Yeah. Once he a wrote, horror, always yeah. a horror. He wrote Scream and I know what you did last summer. How about that? How about that that's, a, that's right, because we talked about him yeah. when we did that episode. Yeah. I'll link it in the show notes. That's a good that's a good good resume there. And and then after that, he re- he wrote a third teen movie that is one of my cult favorites. It stars what's who's Tom Cruise's ex wife? What's her name? Nicole uh, Kidman? No, the other one. Oh Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. What's the what's the movie? What's the movie? Oh, They're in school. Is it uh, the faculty? Yes. Yeah, I love that movie. I've not seen that all the way through, and that's another one. Maybe Halloween twenty twenty three. We can do that one. Love that movie. That's got Devin Sawa, right? And or no, is that it, it's Elijah Wood? Devin Sawa is the other one. Damn, and which one? Josh even... Hartnett is in one of those. Josh two, Hartnett is in that. There you one. go. Yes. All right. You get all the two thousands heartthrobs. Yeah. Ninety late nineties. Yes. Yeah. Disturbing behavior. I think is the other one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And idle hands. Yeah. Disturbing behavior and faculty are like the same movie, basically, but a little different. Uh, IMDb 7.4 out of 10. We're talking about Scream now, not uh, idle hands. That's that's about right. It's about right. I th- it's maybe about a little right. higher. Maybe a little higher. Uh, uh, yeah. It's about to say 79%. It's about right. I think it, at least at 80. I think we need to bump that up 1%. Metacritic 65%. Too low. Too low. Too low. Letterbox 4.0 out of 5.0. That's about right, right? That's about right. I, about right. I'm surprised it doesn't have higher just because people revere this film. Yeah. But pretty good. That's fair. That's fair. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror flibs as part of a deadly game. Rated R. Did I spell that wrong? No. No, I said it <laughs> you wrong. said but. flibs? <laughs> It was a joke. It's my stupid, it's my stupid is sense it, of humor. I, uh, is that the shortest synopsis that we've had? I yeah, feel like short. it's, it's too, too, short. Too, short. too short. Too short. But <laughs> too I also, long. I don't want their life story, so it's fine. I'd rather have it too short than too long. Too low. Yeah, too short. All right. So I'm going to hit you up with a bunch of taglines today. I think there's some really good candidates for last oh. Hall of Fame taglines. I'll go through these pretty quick because there's a lot. And and I actually, we had to make some cuts to these. But uh, let's let's, you be the judge, all right? Someone is playing a deadly game. Someone who has seen way too many scary movies. Okay. Like, I'm not loving it, but it's fine. Yeah. All right. He's taken his love of fear one step too far. 
No. Eh, I'm out. I don't well, like that one. one. And it should be they. They've taken the moment yeah. of fear. Uh, solving this mystery is going to be murder. Yeah, I don't know. A little too cheesy. It's all a little right. too cheesy for me. It's all right. Yeah. From the first name in suspense comes the last word in fear. Oh. Now that's a good one, man. Ooh. I like that's it. That's a good one. A little West Craven love. I like that one. I like that one. You, you honor the man. The last word before you die is probably a scream. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. I like that one. That's love that's it. a candidate. Love it. Put it on the poster. Here, here's where it gets a little funny, right? Don't, don't, I'll go through these fast. Don't answer the door. Don't leave the house. Don't answer the phone. But most of all, don't scream. What? what? Don't tell me what to do. All right? <laughs> don't tell me what not to do. Uh, next one. I'll be right back. <laughs> don't answer the door don't leave don't leave the house don't answer the phone most of all don't scream I'll be right Man, back did Kevin Williams said write the taglines too because that's straight out of uh, yeah. I know what you did last summer right I'm coming for you I'll be there oh no oh, that's right. final destination yeah, that was final, final destination. destination I'll yeah. see you soon goodbye see you soon goodbye <laughs> hello I'm here hello I'm here <laughs> now somebody is victim and someone is a suspect no now everybody is a victim and everybody is a suspect. You can't change the nobody, the someone to the everybody and expect it to be the same. No. They were two separate lines, but I feel like the only way that that could work is if they were on the top, the one is on the top of the poster and the one is on the bottom of the poster and they're in the same picture, but not, does not work I, separately. It doesn't, it doesn't work. And I don't like that. I don't like it. I, like I, I got to go with either. I'll be right back. <laughs> or or the first name in suspense comes but the last word in fear. If you hadn't seen the movie that you don't know to say it, right. it stews uh stews toad. Right. I'll be right back. That's ah! true. That's true. That's like the VHS cover because they're yeah. they're gonna get people to to see it. But it doesn't make sense because you you need to know the context before you can yeah. put that on there. Put the I, horror I, rules on there. Well, yeah, put, put them the on rules. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh th- this one, so 14 to 15 million dollar budget which is not that much this thing was made on on i don't want to dare i say shoestring budget i mean 15 million dollars is no joke but it's so, not that much think it's about not that it. much think about it like what did they do they were on a set they were in a couple houses yep like nothing really happened they got a, a costume a, from the dollar store a car hit a tree like really yep. what happened <laughs> that was a pretty intense scene which we'll get to later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hashtag we'll get to that later uh and then the worldwide gross man this thing is what you would call a phenomenon. A not to be confused with phenomenon starring John Travolta, which also came out at this time. And not the rap song by LL Cool J. Exactly. It's not, 100, it's not like a phenomenon. 173 million plus estimated. It became the highest grossing slasher film until the release of Halloween 2018. And technically it still remains, according to Wikipedia, the highest grossing slasher film in adjusted dollars. This thing Ooh. was a banger, bad way. Banger. It's because of the hot, sexy cast, right? Yeah, it, it was for sure, yeah. for sure. And and I think that's probably what they spent the money on. I mean, you're right; the sets yeah. were were not much. And and speaking of the cast, right? Let's get into some of these awards. So, if you look on IMDb, it's won a ton of awards, but we'll focus on a couple categories. So the first one was the one that we always talk about: the MTV Movie Awards. I didn't see any blockbuster entertainment awards, mm. but the the main one that this thing won was it beat a bunch of movies for best movie. And it won MTV Movie Award. It won the little Spaceman popcorn thing. And let me tell you who it beat. It beat The Rock, starring Nicolas Cage, Dwayne. Sean Connery, right? Yep. It beat Jerry Maguire, starring our favorite Tom Cruise. Okay. It beat Independence Day, starring you know Will Smith. And this is like Jeez. MTV Movie like Hall of Fame here, right? Yeah. 
And then the one right up MTV's alley was Romeo and Juliet starring Claire Danes and and Leonardo DiCaprio like when he was at the top of the world here. Yeah, man. This thing was no joke. Look, it's a great award. It's a great movie. It's not better than Independence Day. Let's not get it twisted, right? Yeah. Oh, Independence yeah. Day is better than this Independence movie. Day is a much better movie. Yeah. I would argue that Jerry Maguire is a better movie than this. Too. Yeah, but not for MTV. Not for MTV. No, no, no. Not for MTV. Yeah. But and then and it also was nominated. Nev Campbell was nominated for Best Female Performance, but she lost to Claire Danes from Romeo and Juliet. So they gave him a little bit of a thing there. It's fair. But also Helen Hunt was up for for Twister and and a couple other movies too. Avida for with Madonna, which was a big movie at that time as I mean, well. It's Madonna, MTV Madonna. Yeah, exactly. And, and then there's some other awards. I'm not going to go into all of them, but then it won a whole bunch of Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in 97. Oh, the, oh, the Asfast Foos. Yeah, the Asfast Foos. Oh, the Asfast Foos. Okay. <laughs> not cool. a BAFTA, but it's okay. Asfast <laughs> So it won a Saturn Award for Best Horror Film, Best Actress, Nev Campbell, Best Writer, Kevin Williams' son. And then Skeet was nominated for Best Supporting oh, Actor. Skeet, 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 Skeet. Best Supporting Actress, Jerry Barrymore, even though she was in it for all five minutes. And a best director for Wes Craven nominated, right? They didn't win those. And then Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, too. Oh, the Chainies. So it won Best Wide Release Film, Best Actress Nev Campbell, Best Supporting Actress Drew Barrymore, Best Screenplay Ken Williamson, and then nominated Ski Ulrich for Best Supporting Actor. So look, this thing was big. It was a big deal. And if you were around back in 96, like you could not have not heard of this movie. And, and it's permeated pop culture. I'm going to tangent you real quick here. Did, you, yeah. did it bother you at all? That there was a very famous female actress that was also named Drew. Did it bother you as a, as a kid? Well, I, I guess because maybe I was older at the time. I, I mean, I was older, but I think like I'd never really known a girl named Drew at that time. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. And like people would make fun of me that way, even though I'm like, Drew is primarily a guy's name. So yeah, it's I, like, what are you talking about? You're, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like you're trying to make fun of me with that. Like <laughs> all the things to make fun of me for. for I, I, I was wondering if anyone, if that was ever a thing in school it was. for you. Cause I didn't know you at that time. It we was. Didn't even go to, we didn't even go to the same school. Yeah. Okay. Cur- and, I was just curious. Well, little, little do people know about me, but my name is actually just Drew. It's not Andrew. Don't call him Andrew. Drew. You get, and, you get the hands if you get Andrew. Well, but it's funny because I don't know if you ever feel this way. Like, Andrew to me is as much of my name as like Matthew is my name. It's just not my name. So yeah, I don't even react to it. Andrew is Andy. I mean, yes. I guess one could argue that Andy is the beginning of Andrew and Drew could be the end of an Andrew. I know people that are named Andrew that go by Drew, but yeah. I am we just call those Drew. A, we call those imposters. Yes, the imposters. And yeah. the thing about it is I remember talking about being in school, again, small tangent, but I remember people would be like, Andrew, Andrew. And like, I don't even react. No, like no reaction. Don't even yeah. perk up because I yeah. don't, it's not going to register with me. Yeah. And then they get mad at me. Like I'm not answering. I'm like, oh, I should start calling them like Tim or Bob. Like, hey, hey Frankie. It's not my name. <laughs> so don't get mad at me. You're the idiot for not knowing my gosh darn name. Fair so enough. anyway. Fair <laughs> anyway, moving on. So look, this movie was, was a big deal, right? We talked about that. Like you're more of a horror buff than me. Like, well, what is the legacy of this movie? And, and and talk a little bit about that, because this thing, it wasn't a small movie. Well, I mean, I, I hate to be called horror buff myself. Of the two of us. Of the two I'm of the us, horror yeah. Buff, but I'm not myself a horror buff. I, I, I dabble. I dabble. I don't have detailed files. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie was like, it was meta, right? It was, 
It was yeah. kind of taking the piss out of the horror genre a little bit, but also respecting it, but also acknowledging how ridiculous it is. And and I, it's exactly what we needed at that time because the horror the horror genre was dying mainstream wise. We weren't getting great selections out of theaters. A lot of it was going direct to video, and that's always going to have the niche. Horror movies don't have to be quote unquote good to be liked, respected, and revered by horror fans. I mean, that might be blasphemous to say for me. That's just my personal opinion. But no, I I think I, I know what you're you're not saying that in a disrespectful yeah. way. It's like superhero movies, right? Yeah. Like people are gonna bash them, but the core audience is still gonna enjoy them because they get to see hey, there's a superhero on the screen, right? Like a horror movie, it's like, it's fun. It's fun whether yeah. it's good objectively or not. I know exactly what you're saying. So if we're looking at the releases over the last couple of years of horror, 94, 95, we're getting New Nightmare, which is, I don't know, the freaking 10th Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. movie. We got we got a Jason movie, or, or uh, I'm sorry, a, a Michael Myers movie, Halloween, Curse of Michael Myers, which I don't know. I don't even remember that. Five, six deep. We got Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which is barely a horror movie, more so just like a monster yeah. movie. The Crow, Leprechaun 2 and 3 over the last two years. It's like these tired movies or these rehashes, these reboots. Wolf, and again, we're doing the monster movie thing. Puppet Master 5. Like I'm just going down, <laughs> I'm just going down this list here, guys. Is this before or after Jason annexed Manhattan? Is this like he, he Jason had already acquired he Manhattan? He took it, right? So he's he already, already got it. It was already in his pocket. At this point. <laughs> He's got it. Yeah. He's already Tale, there. Tales from the Hood, which is an anthology film, which I actually really enjoy. I, yeah. I've re- re- watched that on the regular. Species. Tales oh, from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Species is like a sci-fi horror, yeah. right? Village of the Dead. Like, these are all, like, B-style movies. Like, I mean, I'm even going to put in those, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Halloween sequels in there because at that point, like, what are we getting at this point? Like, what are yeah. we getting? Well, I so, would even argue, like, I know it's like relevant right now, but like Halloween now, like, look, again, I'm not, I'm going to blaspheme a lot of people, but like, do we really need another one? And everyone's like really upset that it's bad, but how many times, and maybe this is me just going to get blasted here, but how many times can Michael Myers like do the same thing? And I'm not saying that they no, shouldn't make it. another one, so, but if it's not good, you're going to get another one anyway. Who cares? Here's the thing. And I'm going to say this without spoiling because it's still relatively new. Halloween yeah. ends. We're talking about here. So it the Halloween ends is the end of a new trilogy of Halloween movies. So it's it's like the reboot came in twenty eighteen. That was referenced earlier uh, on, on the budget, right? Halloween ends is the ending to that trilogy. And what's ironic about that is is that they took some liberties. They took different steps to end it. I, I don't. I'm afraid to say too much because I don't want to spoil it for anybody yeah. that wants to see it. And it got bashed for it for not being the same old thing, right? Uh, I, I didn't think the movie was very good and I liked the, the other two, but it's funny how if you, if you stray too far away from what people are comfortable with, they're going to bash you for it. So, but in, in this case with scream, like all these movies are very similar. The fact that they're very B quality ish, kind of ridiculous borderline borderlining between direct to video bad at the box office, all that stuff. So here's scream, a fresh new movie about a slasher. Redefining the slasher genre made by the master of horror himself, Wes Craven, and uh, bringing famous young actors and actresses in to revitalize the genre. And it freaking worked. He, he did a great job with it. And there's so many self-aware jokes and self-aware references to other films in this that like it works. And yeah. and I'm not a I'm not a huge horror fan, as everyone knows. Like I watch them, but this movie works on a lot of levels. I think it you get the fans that appreciate what horror is and these slasher films are. 
And then you get the fans that also are maybe the more casual like me, where it's like, hey, this is just a fun movie. And it, it kind of pokes fun at itself. It's got some, you know, popular actors at the time. Now, I don't know, are there people that that like rebelled against this at the time where they thought it was making a mockery? Or was it because it was Wes Craven, they yeah. knew it was more respectful? Like if it was yeah, some yeah. random guy, maybe they would be upset about it. Like yeah. if you're a fan. I mean, the, the you know, Wes Craven you got to figure he's going to respect the genre. And he did. Uh, there were tons of references in this movie to, to a lot of horror movies past a lot of, a lot of characters within his own Wes Craven's own world. Uh, but it was never done to like degrade or to mock. It was always, it's always in, you know, in homage to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Randy character, especially kind of like plays into that a lot. Uh, but no, it was all, it was all, for, it was all for the good. And I think they, you know, it's, it's hard to make this movie and toe that line. But who better than a guy like Wes Craven to do it? You know, it's something that probably hasn't been done since until uh, Cabin in the Woods, which, which yeah, that's true. was the next movie to kind of do this meta horror movie and get it exactly right. And it's kind of a good thing that not too many people try to try to do this because you can only have so many of these types of movies within a you know within a time frame. I feel like there needs to be spacing to fully to truly appreciate the next one. Yeah, you can't have meta everything and then yeah. it's like what is the real thing that's even that all commenting of a sudden, yeah. on? Yeah. That how do you meta meta? Uh, yeah. Yeah, at that point. You don't. Yeah. I I thought I saw this too and I don't know if you saw this but they the original title for this thing was called Scary Movie which got renamed after I think Dimension got bought mm-hmm. and they renamed it to Scream but it was funny because like obviously all of the parody films called yeah. Scary Movie and we don't talk about that a lot but you know the the, the spoof genre is something that I don't think is done enough and it's not done well anymore like loaded weapon uh, you know we talk about naked gun like all these movies and and i i actually like the first couple scary movies i think they're pretty funny yeah it's funny that yeah that this also revitalized the spoof genre as well yeah so the scary movie scary movie 2 both were very good i thought and then after that they just went downhill they got a lot lazy got a lot lazier then they went superhero movie and then we went i don't know epic movie and all that crap yeah and uh you know every genre ever and super lazy to the point of unwatchable <laughs> and not, not another team movie is probably my favorite oh of all of yeah them because i think it's it's really good and it has captain america in it so yeah. <laughs> and talking about like the meta aspect of this thing as you heard in the beginning with jamie kennedy's character talking about these rules like is that so that's a thing right and i and it, it seems obvious because he's referencing i think halloween as it's on the tv but like what are those rules and like why like, do all of these movies use this then? Is that like a thing? It's yeah, a I mean, known thing, right? Yeah, I can't speak for all horror movies ever, but yeah, that's the kind of thing where, yeah, if there's always like the, the, the final girl, they call it the final girl, and the final girl's a virgin, or she's virgin Lee. She's not shown on screen having sex. She's she's considered, you know, nice, you know. Pure. Pure girl. Uh, and it's always a girl. I don't know why, but it always is. It's just, I don't know, maybe damsel in distress, who eventually is empowered and beats the guy at the end. It's killer monster, whatever it may be, but yeah. So uh, this movie kind of turned it on its head, you know. Sydney Nev Campbell ended up having sex in the movie with the killer, yeah, and she survived. She she lived to tell the tale. She subverted that, you know. Never drink or do drugs. Yeah, everyone was drinking in, in, in this movie. You know, some died, some didn't. You know, let's you know turn that on its head. And uh, only one person said, "I'll be right back," and he was gone. <laughs> he was out of. You can't break rule three. You can't break rule three. Yeah. Yeah, well, even you mentioned Cabin in the Woods. They they referenced a lot of these too, I think, because 
I mean, it was it was really on the nose, like yeah. even more so than this, right? I remember yep. watching that movie in the theater, which was a great movie, by the way. I really like that one. So let's do this. We could talk about the plot easily, but I think as we tend to do here, let's talk a little bit about some of the people. And I think an interesting way to do this, as you and I had discussed, might be like, as you watch this the first time, now you obviously got spoiled by your friend before you saw it, but as you were watching it, who were you thinking was the killer? They try to certainly trick you multiple times throughout the film. Yeah. And when you watch this, there's a lot of like, I don't know, what are they called? MacGuffins and red herrings. Red and herrings, all these yes. kind of things. And I like MacGuffins. Is, yeah. that, a, is that a real I term? Know. I thought I'd heard it before. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. Magoos. Magoos there's a lot of MacGuffins. <laughs> like, so, you know, it, it's it's a ghoul, ghouls and MacGuffins and, and oh, Magoos. Don't, don't get me started on the ghouls again. On ghouls. Yeah, but, you know, so then we talk about a little bit about who the killer is. Let's talk about some of these characters and... As we talk about them, did you think they were going to die? Did you think they were the killer? And, and maybe we'll just touch on a little bit about them as we go through. And we got to yeah. start with Drew Barrymore's character because, look, there's oh. this iconic scene in the beginning. And, and it's like, that was, like, I don't know, you know when they release like five minutes of a movie before the movie comes out? I don't know that they did that, but I feel like they, they probably may have. And they the trailer, have. the trailer was heavily... It was her, uh, right? You, her, her scene was heavily used. Now, yeah. they didn't spoil any, like, possible or her, her getting killed in the first 10 minutes but yeah a lot of the trailer was of oh look at drew barrymore she's being terrorized by this phone call yeah. killer yeah yeah and well and as we go through these two let's talk about how they died and and maybe like maybe how would you got away and like was yeah. it a brutal death because so it was her and her boyfriend for this and we should mention that this is she's joining the last row podcast three timers club oh right this is i mean though every single one she's been in well, she was in The Wedding Singer, and she was prominently featured there. But at Batman Forever, she was sort of a supporting. I don't think really she might have had one line in that yeah. movie. Yeah, and then this, she's sort of you know, maybe it's her second thing, but she's in the Three Timers Club now. But like, she's she's answering the phone here. Like, mm-hmm. what did you think about her in this? And did you think she was going to die? Did you think she was going to survive it? Like, yeah. So, how, how, walk me through this. So this is a big risk not seen since Executive Decision with uh, with Steven Seagal, right? Yeah, where you got a big, you got a big actor here, and you're expecting Drew Barrymore to be in this movie, and she's dead within the first ten minutes in an instant scene before the say. before the title card, dead in an instant, right? <laughs> some would say. I mean, were you surprised, or did you were you like, oh, that's kind of cool? Or, the what, first what, time I saw it, yeah, because yeah. she's a she's a very famous actress. But I guess when you know, hey, she's answering the phone, like she's probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah, she's not a good spot, is she? <laughs> she's she's not, she's not in the great. She's spot. in the beginning. It's like. <laughs> You know, it, it's like, what is that? The Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl when yeah. just Manning got crushed in the first yeah. like two minutes and they, they yeah. were down like multiple points. This isn't like, going right, to go well, is it? They're probably not going to win this game right now. <laughs> yeah. She's answering the phone. She's getting sacked. She's getting like, yeah. she's probably not going to win this game right now. Popcorn's on fire. She's not yeah. answering questions. You know, she, you know, she's probably going to wind up disemboweled and hung from yeah. a tree here. And lo and behold, that's that's what happens. But yeah. the whole thing with like, it sets up the guise of the movie and the premise of the movie is the killer. And you mentioned this meta aspect of it. The killer's really into horror movies. And, you know, we got to talk about a couple things here, like the voice, the voice changer, like the way that they were asking the movie questions. Like, and if he gets, if she gets him right, he'll let her go. Like, did you believe that if she got him right, she would actually be let go? I think, I think you got to have some honor in this game, right? Yeah. I feel like you got to just dial the next number. (laughs) <laughs> you got the boyfriend tied up you're asking the girl questions if she gets them right you know what good for you yeah good for you have to go next door and, and, and terrorize them 
Go down right. the street. <laughs> you go through all I mean, that trouble, but you got to ask harder questions. What did you think of the way that, that he asked her? Because he, yeah, he, she tricked, he, she got tricked, right? Yeah. Like, well, under duress, if someone asks you who's the killer in Friday the 13th, you're going to say, everyone's going to say Jason. Of course. But if, you know, if it's in a non-stressful life or death setting, you, you can think back and go, oh yeah, yeah, that was Jason's mother. Yeah, Jason's mother was a killer. Yeah, that's right. But under like under under that stress, she was hiding behind the TV, just 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 curled up in the fetal position. Yeah, you're, you're gonna get that one wrong. That's, what what should she have done here? Because I gotta tell you, like this was pathetic in my opinion. <laughs> like it was pathetic. She didn't I'm put up sorry. a good fight to you. No, because yeah. let me break this down. Because first off, she's in the house, ready to watch some scary movie. And and you might argue with me on this, but I don't care what area you live in. Like all of her doors were unlocked, and as this uh, phone rings and she's flirting with some random dude on the phone, like who absolutely sounds like a serial killer. Like it's yeah. it's obvious, right? She's frantically rushing around to lock every door in her house. It's like you're home alone. Like I'm sorry. Like I don't care what area you live in. Like I'm just naturally like I don't want some it, random person accidentally opening my door. Like it's it was not the nineties, man. I left my doors unlocked all the time no. in the nineties. I I'm 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 a paranoid guy. Like I'm locking all the doors. I'm yeah. not hiding, but I'm locking the door. Like, but it I didn't just, matter anyway because he got in by throwing a damn chair through the window. So I know, but it locked or unlocked. Down. See, Which instead of calling the cops, she's running around locking the doors. See that that's that was the fatal flaw right there. It's the parents' fault for having a glass house. The glass house. They say don't throw stones in a glass house. <laughs> don't throw chairs at a glass house. If you have a glass house or like a house with like access just by breaking glass, like I don't want to live in that house. Yeah. I want I want like steel shutters. <laughs> You I want don't want any room? windows. I want I want no windows. I need a panic room. You want a panic room? Yeah, especially if you're living that in a she was in a farm. Like there was farmland. Yeah. Like you're secluded from. Like you can scream all you want for help. No one's gonna hear you. I'm not putting glass windows like ceiling to floor. You need that nice That's, view though. You're asking for it. You're freaking asking for it, man. Speaking of glass houses and a really really deep 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 cut here. Yeah, from a horror genre. Remember that movie 13 Ghosts? Oh yeah. Didn't they have a glass like a crazy glass house or something and Yeah, and but you like couldn't break through that glass though. It was <laughs> there were spells on the glass to which the ghosts couldn't penetrate. It was imbued with magic. Like, yeah, you got to get the magic. If you're going to have glass, glass, you got to have the magic glass. Yeah. Magic glass. They don't they don't sell that in in Woodboro, California or whatever that no. this place is. No. I, but I I I just think look, I think it was pathetic. So she held herself hostage on the phone. At any moment, she's like you better stop or I'm going to hang up and call the police. Yeah. Like as they continue to threaten and threaten. And again, I get it. It's a meta commentary on movies. I'm not trying to break down the logic here, but I'm also going to break down the logic here. Like at what point do you just say, Hey, you know what? I better break, break down, cut this call, call the police. I don't care if he says, but well, they'll never get there. Don't you yeah. think he should try? You give it a shot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like what, what are the chances? Yeah. And here's the other thing. If you just hang up and don't play his game, like you don't get the satisfaction. He's yeah. gonna kill you anyway. Hey, don't, man. don't give him the satisfaction. This is the thing, right? You can't fail if you don't try. So right. don't try the game because hey, you get this question right, I'll let you live. You you get it wrong, you lose. What if I don't answer at all? I'm just gonna hang up. Oh, I'm, call someone else. The phone's yeah. busy. You can't call. Now uh, on on my side of it, if I were her, I mean, I would give up instantly. You know my you know my <laughs> theory on being You're stalked going to by the a turtle killer. Shell? Yeah, I'm just gonna just pack it in. Like, do what you will with my body. I can't. I can't fight this. Donate it to science. Uh, 
it's more of a laziness thing than anything. It's like, oh, I just gotta, I gotta run for this killer. It's, I'm <laughs> probably not as fast as him. He's got a weapon. I don't. Just take me. Just take me. Yeah. Just end it. End my <laughs> yeah. misery. Yeah. I, so you don't think you could survive these guys? Because look, I have a lot to say about these guys, but I think they're amateurs. Okay. I I wouldn't assume I could take the unknown, you know, entity that's out there, right? Right. But if I know that it's a couple of punk teenagers, or if I give them one shot and they go down easily, then I'm like, all right, what are we dealing with here? If it's just a fight and the only advantage is they have a knife, I could probably get that knife from them. Yeah, you you could do it. And I feel like that knife too looked, it's like weak. Like they should have. Well, it was cool though. Like that's part of like, uh, we'll get to it in a, uh, in look and style, but it had like the little slivers to it. It kind of looked like voodoo ish, you know? Fair enough. I just feel like I'm not, I'm not saying I can escape random killers, but I, I think these guys are weak. I think I, I, and not even high school guy. You see a guy in that mask. They can't see yeah. out of that mask. No like, peripheral. No peripheral. Throw a chair at him, you know, I don't know, do yeah. something like they can't, well, they're going to trip in the robes. Yeah. We'll get more into it when we get to Billy All right. and, uh, and uh, what's his face. Let, yeah. Let's talk about Sydney. So Sydney's the main character of the movie. Surprise, the backstory there is that, you know, her mom got assaulted and, and, and murdered years ago. It's about a year ago, right? Is what it was. It's about the anniversary. The anniversary is coming up. So she's so, certainly yeah. tortured soul. What do you think of the character of Sydney and, and sort of what's going on here? Yeah, she's clearly traumatized by the event. She's got a boyfriend who she's keeping a a 10 foot full distance between as to not touch him, which, you know, might lead one to, to murder one day. So, <laughs> it's, it's you know, so frustrated. Neither, it's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, but what I want to talk to about is, okay, so she's got She's got the the dead mother, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the one she year died. anniversary. It's the one year anniversary of the mother dying. Now she's got a father who's in the house. Who, by the way, the house set up with the the closet blocking the door. Yeah, that's like an all time security system. That is. No one's getting through that. It's like you could put a chair under the door or, or yeah. put that there, but that that is a, that's a genius move. Put the door next to the door. No one's getting in that door. Hey, you can have your boyfriend yeah. sneak in and hook up with him while you yeah, get the so door the, there. The, the boyfriend snuck in and the dad like, hey, what's going on? He tried to get in. Closet door on door. You're not afraid. She could be banging the dude right there. The dad would be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> the balls on the guy to sneak in yeah, with yeah. the dad next door. Sorry, can't yep. do it. Yeah. So, well, so I'm oh, sorry, tangent myself. One year anniversary of the mother dying, the father losing his wife, right? Yes. What's he doing? Business trip, right? Where's he going? He's got to get his mind off of it. Oh, by the way, poor old Drew Barrymore, Casey Becker was just brutally slaughtered. Twenty-four hours ago, hung from a tree. Basically, their neighbor. So we're just going to leave your teenage daughter home alone. Not only for the emotional distress of being alone, parentless on the one-year anniversary of her mother dying, but two, murder just happened. Who is this dad? Are you going where I think you're going? The bad father barometer? Yeah. It's, Bust it's, it out. It is. The bad father barometer is just chiming and chiming. Yeah. It's, it's, Put him on the it's, list. It's going off because, but you know what? In fairness to him, maybe he's got to deal with, he's going to bury himself in his work. He should have set up some situation where yeah, she could go to her aunts or something. He's got to bury his daughter uh, prematurely <laughs> when she's dead from serial killers is what he's going to bury. <laughs> I, I really agree. And like, I, I guess I didn't mention this, but as we go through these, we got to say like, what happens to the person? Like she's obviously yeah. alive at the end of this movie. because She's in all 20 of these movies yeah. and shows and everything else. Right. But 
I agree with you. I agree with you. Bad father barometer, bust it out. Dude. Put him on the list. You don't put go on to list. business. You tell the business to go screw themselves. This is a very hard time for me and my daughter. I need to be with her. Oh, by the way, her safety is in danger. What What do you think about the whole thing? Uh, maybe maybe it ties more into the villain scale and all that stuff, but she's clearly not okay with what happened with her mom, right? As you could understand, like she mentioned, she's like a trauma survivor. She has PTSD and all this other stuff. Her mom got assaulted. We'll talk about Gail Weathers in a second too, but there's obviously some tension about whether her mom, what happened with the killer, right? Uh, Cotton. Yeah, she, she, she uh, I witnessed the killer leaving the building or whatever. And right. she, she ID'd this guy, Cotton Weary, who may or may not be, be guilty. And she seems shaky on that herself as yeah. she thinks I, about this. I don't think she's sure that he did it. She's pretty sure. Right. But she knows she's not 100% sure. But, you know, you got to have somebody to blame. And, you know, that was, at the very least, they, you know, her, her mom was banging Cotton Weary on the side. At the very least, whether it was consensual or not, she couldn't prove. So she went with, she, he must be the killer. And I, and I don't, we have to talk about that in a minute, but I don't even know what's going on with that situation because Cotton Weary is like, is that a student? Like he seemed like a student and yeah. I have stuff to say about that. We'll get yeah. come back to it. But so I don't, should we talk about Billy? Because sure. Sydney's the, obviously the main character of the movie, but I don't know what more to say about it, right? She She just sort of survives everything and we'll talk more about it in the end, I guess, but we got to talk about Ski Ulrich, a.k.a. Skeet. Brian Ray Trout. Who? <laughs> I, I was like, man, what is Skeet short for? Is it short for, like, Scott? Or Skeeter? <laughs> Skeeter? <laughs> Scott. There's Scott and Skeet. You know, his brother's name is Scott. No, that's Skeet. Scott and Skeet. Skeet has to be the younger brother. I had to look this up, and, and he oh, who's Brian younger? Ray Trout. Uh, who's younger? Skeet Ulrich or Scoot Ulrich? Skeet. There's Scott. Scott's the oldest brother. Skeet. Then he got Skeet and Scoot. Skeet is is the youngest because I feel like it sounds like a little kid, like Skeet. Skeet. Yeah, and but I, Scoot's like a little p- pest, right? Scoot. Scoot. He's scooting. Scooter. I think I think Skeet's the younger one. All right, so it's Scott, Scoot, Skeet. Got it. This dude looks guilty from five miles away. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my like, God. Yes, he, he does. And I got to say, by the way, Skeet Ulrich is awesome. Like, I wish yeah. he was in more stuff because yeah. he plays the hell out of Billy Loomis. Let me tell yeah. you. Like, oh, he has sure that... Does. You don't know whether he's evil, but you know he's evil. And it's like, wait, this guy can't be the killer. Like, it's yeah. obvious, right? It's obvious that he's the killer. Like, it's obvious. But yeah. then they trick you, like, 50 times. So, like, was there any point during this? And obviously, forget the fact that Mike spoiled this for you. Yeah. But did you think that he was the killer originally when you were watching this? Like, what what went through your head? Yes, it's, I mean, having the, having the you know, it's spoiled whether or not we, we knew he was lying or not. Just watching the movie, he's super sinister. The way he references movies, it's almost like romantic. It's almost like he's like, ah, yes. Yes, it's like when Silence of the Lambs, when Hannibal Lecter did this. Yeah, yeah. He's like psychopathic, right? Yeah. So where Jamie Kennedy, Kennedy's character was more analytic when it comes to referencing movies, he was more passionate about it. Yeah. Where it's like he really like got it. You know, he's like, you felt half a chub when he was talking about it. It's it's weird, right? And, and they have a couple moments in the movie when he gets taken away he was he sneaks through the window and he drops a cell phone and the cop's like son what are you doing with a cellular telephone it's like <laughs> he's not allowed to have one yeah well, but 1996 I, I, like he looks i mean this guy looks like 96 too by the way he's like yeah. a 96 that right hair now. man that's good hair. hair 
Yeah. I, I wish I had hair like that. It's good hair. Like, you know, it's, but I think they definitely got me with Billy and, yeah. you know, he winds up dead, which we'll talk about, got stabbed by his friend, shot in the arm and then in the head, kind of a brutal death. But I, I don't know. Uh, by the way, failed to mention that uh, this is Skeet Ulrich's second appearance on uh, The Last Row, the first one being uncredited thug in, in TMNT, 1990. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes with so, Danny, hanging out if, with... The, if you recall, in the arcade. <laughs> yeah, child predator, <laughs> a.k.a. Shredder, yeah. stealing stealing young men and, and taking them into his gang. It's like yeah. like Mr. Mac over here. Also, uh, uh, Billy Loomis. Loomis is, uh, is definitely an homage to uh, the Halloween franchise. Where, yeah. Where Dr. Loomis. Dr. So, Loomis. Nice touch there. Yeah. Well, what about Dewey? Let's talk about David Arquette. Because I David Arquette is is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated actors. I love David I, Arquette. I thought you were gonna go David Arquette is one of the best actors of our generation. Like I thought you were gonna <laughs> I thought you were going there. No, no, no. Okay, no. okay. I think he's awesome though. I actually yeah. love him. I think he's hilarious and I like him in this movie. I think he plays the hell out of Dewey. Like I think yeah. he does a great job with this, but what does this guy have any respect? Like what's his deal? He's got no respect. <laughs> Well, he's a little twerp. Look at him, like deputy. He goes, "What does he? What does he tell Gail?" He goes, "My boyish good looks makes me have to work out or something." <laughs> mustache buff. or no mustache? Like, does it make? He, he needs the, the mustache. mustache. If he doesn't yeah. have the mustache, then what is he? Twelve? Like, come on. <laughs> he's kind of like older. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I find that really hard to like in the, in the precinct, precinct. Yeah, the precinct. Precinct in the office. Whatever him getting just shit from his sister who like uh you can't do anything about it you can't arrest her what are you gonna do yeah so how's the man supposed to have respect if he's got a 16 year old girl uh, just just berating him and putting him down it reminds me of rock star with mark Wahlberg fighting with his brother when yeah. his brother's like mom tell him to stop and he's the cop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you know yeah I, I think it's interesting, but did at any point did you think that Dewey was the killer because they set okay. that up a yeah. couple times as well they tried, but I didn't. I, I it seemed like too on the nose, jump scary, kind of like, oh, that's weird how he yeah. showed up there. It was too. It was too obvious. Like it was definitely trying to throw up the set. Yeah, I, I think it was. It was obvious. You're right. Yeah. If, if it was him, it's like well, it can't be him. Like it can't oh, be him. And and I hate to go back to Billy, but uh, I forgot to ask you this: when he got arrested originally, um, and later, you know, discharged. Did you did that throw you off, or did you still have an inkling that it was I, him? The first he time got, I saw it, I was like, okay, well, I guess he. I, they checked the phone records, right, yeah. and it wasn't him. I yeah. was like, oh, okay, and I never thought there would be a second guy. Like, yeah, that, there was never there was never a hint that there's two guys. Right, yeah. that is what made this movie kind of genius. Like they had yeah. the, the the pairs. It's like the sniper yeah. and the sniper buddy, like the yeah. spotter. Like yeah. I I think that that was a good a good twist with this, right? And spoiler alert: thirty years later, if you haven't seen this, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But, we've already done it but so Dewey winds up alive right by the end of the movie he gets stabbed in the back and has some type of damage or something but like I, I think we need to talk about him and Gail Weathers together because Ooh, there's couple. this sort of underlying romance they're obviously married in real life they're still married right I, I don't think. know if still but they were for they sure were for a very long time yeah but they might still be I don't know you got Courtney Cox very famous at the time as well friends fame and all this stuff oh yeah from Ace Ventura and also friends yeah, and <laughs> but playing Gail Weathers, which is like the perfect name. Like she even makes yeah. a meta joke about it herself, about how she yeah. sounds like a meteorologist, and that's all I can think about the whole time. But like, who is her real life equivalent? If you like 
think of somebody. I don't like, know. I, th- I think you. we were talking about this earlier, and you mentioned Geraldo. Yeah, Geraldo Rivera. How, however the hell you say his name. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get in-depth. You got to get the scoop. It's like Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, too. Yeah. Like, scummy sort of... What was yeah. her, her Action. show called? Action News Now. I don't yeah. know. But I, I, I think... What did you think with her? So there's a couple of relationships here. There's her and Sydney and her and Dewey. Let's talk about her and Sydney first. There's some tension here. Big time. Big time. So she wants to get to the bottom of this whole, you know, Miss Prescott and uh, Cotton Weary uh, case, right? She, for whatever reason, knows that Cotton Weary is innocent and was wrongfully accused and fingered by by Sydney. Um, I guess she's had multiple interviews with him while in jail. His story kind of checks out. He doesn't deviate from his story. Even when sentenced to murder, he's not backing down. He's not admitting anything. And uh, and yeah, so that and obviously that rubs, I mean, it would rub me the wrong way if I were Sydney. Say, we talked about this guy killed my mom. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. Did he? Did he? Did he? Yeah. I she wrote a book, right? Like there was a whole tell all yeah. book. And- yeah. Yeah. And she's monetizing off of it. Like that's a whole thing, right? It's kind of scummy. Like, yeah. Why don't, where do some of the proceeds, you know, Come to help Sydney out, even though they're clearly doing fine. Look at the house. Right. She seemed very like scummy. It just seemed like a nightcrawler kind of reporting situation. Chase of the scoop. Chase of the scoop, no matter who you hurt in all the way. I mean, you look at some of her tactics too. Like she put a hidden camera in the house. Like, yeah. She, and this is where it gets interesting, right? With the Dewey piece, was she actually into Dewey or was she using him? Like, I I couldn't tell if there was like an angle there. I, I honestly, don't think she was into Dewey until like the very end when Dewey's being wheeled into the, into the ambulance. Yeah. Even when they have the scene where they almost get run off the road and they dive onto each other and they Mm -hmm. share a kiss there. I think that kiss is her continuing to play along. Yeah. Cause she was using him to get access to the places. He was asking her to come along with him and yeah. Like, I couldn't tell when the feelings hit, but... I think once the situation became real to her, where she was like realized her life was in danger, and she saw that Dewey was hurt, I think that's when it like snapped that, oh, yeah, I do care for this guy. What do you think about her driving skills? Well... Because <laughs> I got a I lot to say about this. I don't care so much for her braking skills. <laughs> that news guy was clearly yeah. the stunt driver of, yeah. the, of, the, of the duo, the, the, uh, the camera guy, sorry, yeah. that got brutally murdered. When you're when you're when you're heading straight for a tree and you put your hands up over your face <laughs> in a crossing manner, that's when you know you're about to get effed up. Big time. You know when you, when you like she had plenty of time to swerve or to hit yeah. the brakes or to even dive out of the door. Eject, <laughs> eject. Like I wish I could post a video of this because talk about <laughs> Drew Barrymore dying in a pathetic way. Like yeah. the path- most pathetic scene of the movie is that car, the news van, just bouncing down yeah. the hill like a like a tin can and and her just and the way that she hit like at least hold the steering wheel brace yourself for impact yeah. she took her hands back and like put them up like 50 feet before she hit the what, tree she was gave it, up was it uh was it uh, austin powers yeah before the guy's like ah <laughs> that's what it was like so far away it was such an austin powers moment yeah. and i i feel like it was just way too soon yeah yeah, and after she miraculously survives that uh, that harrowing crash, she shows back up, and then uh, one of my favorite lines of the movie uh, was when uh, Billy tells Stu, "Hey, I thought you said she was dead," and Stu goes, "She looked dead. Still does. <laughs> what a bird! 
What a dig. She, she did actually look pretty dead there. She pretty, looked really yeah, messed up. But pretty haggard. She looked if you're going to run your car into a tree like that and not even try to swerve out of the way, I mean, come on. That's pretty I, bad. I would assume she's dead. <laughs> uh, so the other character that we... I don't think we've ever had him on here. We've referenced him, but is Randy Meeks, Jamie Kennedy. And yeah. 90s... I don't want to say connoisseur. He's not a connoisseur. 90s uh, <laughs> Hall of Famer, I guess. Yeah. And more Son of, of like, the mask himself. I guess I get, and also like a uh, a more successful Pauly Shore, maybe? Yeah. Is that fair? Uh, Pauly Shore was hot, man. He was on the top of the world. Yeah, for like three three years. I he, was a, he was a scorching hot three years. I feel like, ah, uh, that's- All right, a, maybe not more successful. Maybe maybe more he was a socially 90s normal. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a more yeah, socially normal Polly Shore. Less of a joke. And yeah. I don't mean that no disrespect to to Polly Shore, but I think the world yeah. looked at Polly Shore as like a fad. And yeah. I don't think Jamie Kennedy was because he never he hit gimmick. the peak. Yeah, because because Polly Shore had a gimmick. Right. And and Jamie Kennedy was in some of these movies, but he never yeah. hit the peak of enough of Polly Shore to become like a quote a joke. Yeah. Even though what's that movie? Heckler? When he Heckler, he, yeah. He is like a famous scene where he's referencing like the way that the critics just destroy his life about how he's like the worst person ever for making Son of the Mask. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, did you were you a fan of Kennedy in the nineties? Like I feel like most people were. right? Sure, the Jimmy Kennedy Experience. Yeah, the prank great. show. You he know, was they funny. Do, they don't do prank shows anymore. No. But yeah, he was the precursor to uh, to Ashton. Yeah, punked. Punked. I liked him. I thought he was funny. Yeah. And I, I wish he was, I don't know if he's doing stuff now. I don't haven't paid attention to it, but I wish he was around more. Yeah. I liked him in the movie too. Yeah, I perused his IMDb. Yeah, he's he's in things, but like, you know, bit roles, kind of picking his spots. Did you like, and at any point, did you think that he was the killer? No, I thought that he was clearly too, I don't know. I don't want to say weak because that's easy. You know, he was like a geek and all that. There was the whole Sydney aspect of it, though. He he openly had a crush on Sydney. Yeah, he liked her. Yeah, so maybe there there could have been a jealousy thing there, but they never once foreshadowed him as being jealous or having rage or anything yeah. like that. They kept him pretty virginal, which played into the rules of the movie. Right. So so there you go. I like you, Sydney. <laughs> Days, I like nights, you, Sydney. <laughs> holiday weekends, holidays. <laughs> That's a deep cut there. Yeah. Back in what episode five or something? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> go back and listen to that. But I, I liked I liked how they used him as sort of the conduit for the rules, and I think he was a nice contrast. So he winds up alive. He got clipped in the shoulder, and I, I should have mentioned yeah. that well, we didn't talk about what's her name, um, Dewey and, and Gail. They both are alive too, right? So by yeah. the end of the movie, but he's Randy Jamie Kennedy is a nice contrast to the character of Stu Matthew Lillard. Whereas you mentioned earlier with with Skeet Ulrich's character where he's almost like getting off on the films and stuff. Yeah. I feel like Matthew Lillard was was also sort of getting off on the murder and it was like you look at the two of them together they they were sort of the same character but one was more evil version in, yeah. in a way. One was cooler. Yeah, one was cooler, one was geekier, one was good, one was evil. And yeah, you got the feeling that there was something wrong with Stu like immediately, right? He looked off. Yeah. He looked a little and, off. And when we and when we find out that he's partners with with Billy there's no reason why other than there isn't. other than he just wants to do it. Like it's just like, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. And so. we should mention he return to him, right? From summer catch. Oh yeah. Big, big fan of summer catch. But yeah, um, I thought the scene in the, in the video store was pretty awesome where you have Jamie Kennedy 
kind of confiding in Lillard about him thinking that Billy Loomis is the killer. Stu obviously knows that they're both yeah. the killer. So he's kind of like leaning into it. And then you got Billy overhearing it. And then Billy comes in and is very sinister about it. So it's kind of like they're all, it's like having two devils on a shoulder versus an angel and a devil. Like I, th- I thought that was very well done. I think when you think, when you look at the way this movie was done, I mean, there, there's a lot of layers to it for as simple as it is. There's, it's almost yeah. like the onion layers, right? You peel back the onion and all that sure. stuff. Like that scene that you specifically referenced was actually Mastercraft, I feel, because it, yeah. it, it, there's so much being said in that one scene without like spoiling it. And, yeah. and watching it, knowing what the ending is, it's obvious in that moment. It's like, oh, geez, like that's yep. pretty cool. And, but, and they're, they're doing callbacks and references to other, other horror movies all throughout yeah. it. That's why in I the feel video like, store itself, so it's kind of like it's the scene of the crime kind of thing. That's why I feel like the respect that this movie gets, like it, it does deserve what it gets because it's done so well. So, yeah. but he he winds up dead, right? Like, how does he die again? Uh, uh he first of all, you know, he's bleeding out because Billy oh, yeah, stabbed yeah. him too far, too many right. times <laughs> when they're trying to get away with the you know their plot, their master plan, which we'll talk about. And then he eventually gets into a fight with Sydney, and he gets a TV dropped on his head. I have a lot to say about that fight. We, we'll hold it for a second, yeah. but uh, let's talk about Tatum Riley, which is Rose McGowan's Ooh, character, Tatum. another super '90s actress. Right? Mm-hmm. She was in a few other things, but I don't really you, have much to say about her. I got I, something to say. Go ahead. I had a major '90s crush on Rose you McGowan, did? Tatum, yeah. especially this character. I don't know something about the the name Tatum was like, ooh, got you for that's it. That's kind of got new. you. That's new. <laughs> you know, and she clearly it was cold in that in that set. It was clearly cold. Yeah, you know? was that a West Craven thing? Was he asking about might have that? Been. It might have been. I'll tell you what, it was pretty obvious. But yeah, with the uh, Rose McGowan, this movie and another movie called Jawbreaker. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I've never seen that. It's, I know what you're talking about. But. It's a, like a dark comedy. It's it's it, it borderlines on horror, but it's like co- dark comedy. Rose McGowan. Yeah, I don't know something about her. Something about her. But yeah, as far as as far as this movie goes, she's sidekick, right? Right. She's like her not best much, friend. That's yeah, it. Not right? much to it. She's smart, but she doesn't have a lot to do in the movie besides eventually. Do you God. wish she had a bigger role? And at any point did you think that she was the killer? No, she was clearly just like in her own world. You know? Right. But she's thought, loyal she was a loyal friend. And uh and she was mainly good. No bad qualities. When when she went in to get the beer, like was it obvious what was gonna happen? Oh yeah. And uh, here, let me let me let me tell you something about the beer. All right, you got a party like that going on. That it's it's okay to have a beer fridge, yeah, as long as it's not a, a problem to get to the yeah, fridge. It's like, right, it's twenty that, minutes to go get a beer. Yeah, that fridge is so far away. <laughs> if the party host, which was Stu, which uh, he probably wasn't he didn't care, and maybe he was setting up this kill, so maybe yeah, spoiled him. That's why he did it. You move the food. From the real fridge to yes. the to the garage fridge, and then the 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 kitchen fridge becomes the beer fridge. You make a temporary swap. You make a temporary swap. It's worth it for your guests. You don't make the guests walk a mile to your damn garage. It's faster to drive to the beer it, distributor. Again, it's fine. Like in your house, we never had parties in your house or anything like that. No. But your fridge was the soda fridge in your house. Yeah. But your garage was right next to the kitchen, so you it wasn't it wasn't there. a trek, right? <laughs> this was clearly a problem. Yeah. You have to go so far away from the party to get some beers. They're better off driving to the beer store, yeah. get some more beer. Yeah. It's colder. Big foul. Big but, foul. But maybe, maybe look, maybe we need to give him an extra point on, on the genius for the, yeah. for the plan he, because maybe he probably, it was on purpose. Yeah, he set this up. 
Maybe the Whatever. last party they did, the kitchen yeah. fridge was the beer. But now that now that it's a killer party, let's let's include some people. <laughs> killer party. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever goes to get the beer, you know, yeah. they're gonna get the I yeah. think you raise a good point though, hundred percent agreed. Yeah. And and as a result, right, she winds up dead in a doggy cat door as a garage door crusher. Like <laughs> pretty, get pretty that pathetic. garage door looked out, man. I gotta get maintenance yeah. on my garage door. They they check the little laser. Maybe it's ninety six, yeah. they didn't have the laser. Yeah. Pretty pathetic, and and you know and you know why they make those those uh doggy doors so small, is so that people can't get in. Yeah, that's true. So they're not going to get it. She's not going to get out. She's certainly not getting out. Certainly not getting out. <laughs> if they're not getting in, she's not getting out. <laughs> yeah. She may it think was, she's a size zero, but she's not a size zero. Would you have got? Would you have tried that? Like, I, you're better off kicking the door down. No, you're better off fighting. You're better off yeah. fighting the guy. I I think like I, I just have a lot to say about this, and we'll get to it in a second. I keep saying that, but. I feel like I could take these guys. I'm sorry. Like yeah. I'm not a fighter, so, but I feel like I could take them. So Tatum, I feel like had the best chance to fight him off because she had weapons. Like all she those beer. beers, those beers, you get one throw it at the head at a right angle. The kid, kid knockout. It's a knockout. Yeah. Or crack a bottle and stab yeah. him with a bottle. Or like at least something to deflect the knife with. You have weapons. I agree. I agree. She didn't even try. She just ran yeah. away. I think this movie is just a continual, it's a fight or flight thing. And most people choose flight. Like yeah. if you have a maniac coming at you, you're assuming that they're all powerful and strong. But really, if you break it down, it's like it's just a it's a fight. You know, Listen, I could win this fight. Have you, know? you ever it's worn? Unknown. Have you ever worn a screen mask? You had one, right? Every I feel like everyone had one. I don't. My sister might have had one. Therefore, I had I, one. therefore I had one. I had one of those before it was in this movie. Like I think I had. Oh, it okay. In like, so in it, like, yeah, it did exist because it existed, prior. right? Yeah, yeah. It did, and I remember having it. And let me tell you, man. You can't see jack shit out of that mask. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. Like it's yeah. impossible to see. And he's in a dark garage. Like, yep. just go after him. Know that you have you. John Doe has the upper hand. You got the upper hand right now. John Doe got like, the upper hand now. <laughs> you got the upper hand here. And and you go after him. Like if you wear that mask, you know you can't see out of it. I'm sorry. It's like impossible to see out of that thing. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah, I don't know. So. It's like anytime there's a fight, right? It's always like you don't know who can fight and who can't fight. Yeah. The aggressor or the defender. It's like, I don't know. This person coming at me could be really tough or he could be a wimp. You know, and, the, and uh, vice versa. The fighter is assuming I'm a wimp, but you might get a fight. You don't know. Right. I, I don't know. I'm typically a flight person. I'm not a fight person. But I yeah. don't know why in this movie I feel like I would absolutely try to take him on head on. And maybe it's because I've got the advantage of wearing that mask before and I know. Yeah. But I just feel like it's, I don't know. Anyway, she's dead. She's done. Bye. But then yeah. you got honorable mention here, which we can't go. We got to talk about Billy in a second here in the villain scale, but Principal Henry Winkler. Yes. The Fonz himself. <laughs> Coach whatever from, hey. from the Waterboy. Dead, stabbed in his office. I mean, come on. Like, did you think he was the killer? Because I that, did for a hot second. For a second, when he was threatening those students with the scissors, that was like, whoa, <laughs> a little aggressive there, buddy. They said enough that he was a hard ass too. Yeah, you may be expelling these kids, but they might turn around and sue your ass. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Careful you can't there, do buddy. that these days. Yeah. They, they, they got, you can't do that anymore yeah. at all. Yeah. Then he, he like tried the, he was going to try the outfit on and all that stuff or whatever. He was like, got the, the thing. Yeah, just he just trying to be old. tough. Yeah. So I thought he was the killer for a hot second. Yeah. But the death was confusing because if you think about the overall plan, which explained in the, in, in the third act where, they're going to set up Sydney's dad and mm-hmm. all that. Like the, the principal is the one kill that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, like if we're killing students, if we're killing, 
we're killing students and this and that and I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Let, let's let's jump to the, let's jump to the villain scale because I think it's a good it's a good segue. Uh, so if you're if you're new to the show or you're just returning, like right, we got to put Billy Loomis because I I would argue that he's the main killer, and I know that we we have sure. Stu here, but I I think it's Billy. Yeah, and we're gonna put Billy through the villain scale. We got four categories, one through five on the scale. We'll create the card too. If you guys haven't seen those, check them out. Thelastrowpodcast.com. We've been making these awesome villain cards. We'll definitely have one for this too. Look or style, hideout or layer, plan and henchman. Start with the look and style. We talked a little bit about this already, but that iconic ghost face mask. Uh, what do you what do you think of of Billy's or or really the killer? Right, ghost face maybe is the killer. I think it's a genius. I mean, simplicity. I think simplicity is key. Yeah, love the ghost mask. It was iconic. You need an iconic visual if you're going to have a horror movie franchise. No, I don't know if they set out to do a franchise or not after the first one, but it was pretty obvious that the people wanted it. So yeah, you got to have yourself an iconic looking killer. And uh, yeah, I think less is more in this case. Simple druid, whatever if you whatever you want to call it, garb, yep. mask on, cool looking knife. That's all you need. I I'm gonna listen. Are you going five here? Because I have some thoughts. I'm not going five. Don't get yeah. stuck getting nuts here. Okay. <laughs> you want to get nuts? Yeah. You want to get nuts? Yeah. So uh, here's my detractors from this. So if we started from a five, because it's pretty badass. That's a cool cool mask, yeah. and, and it's cool. And it was cheap, easily accessible. People had them. So yeah. you could obviously be confused with like, well, who is it? And they even said it. They're like, oh, this is a dollar store mask. Like everybody's got these things. We don't know who it is. It was hard, right? Yeah. You can't see out of that thing, like I told you already. Right. There's no way you can see out of that. Right. And you got druid robes on. You're gonna trip. Like you ever try yeah. to walk with like pants that don't fit you right? This guy's wearing robes and he's trying to run yep. down steps and chase people. Yep. So that's that's mobility is is certainly limited here. Yep. Yes, you're covered, but mobility is limited. Well, let me ask you this: Does the actual Billy Loomis high school hot heartthrob factor into look, or are yes. we just talking about the ghost face? I think it does factor into so that we'll take some maybe we'll yeah I think you're right we probably have to add some too but also does he look too psychopathic because he needs to learn how to look a little he's bit giving more it away he's giving yeah, it he's away giving too it away. easy yeah. and then the other thing you mentioned so he has a cool knife right yeah just get a gun man like <laughs> there's guns in this you could be a lot easier you could you could kill a lot better with a gun like he certainly had access to them like. Couldn't he have, maybe he should have had like an axe or something, like even something more uh, menacing than a little knife. No, the mobility of the knife, the gun's too easy. Like the knife is like you're playing with your victims a little bit. There's a little more of a torture involved when you're doing the knife. It makes him more evil, I guess, to have a knife yeah. because when you're yeah. killing somebody with a knife, like you really, you uh, have I, to plunge I, the knife into them. Look, and look, I don't want to like get into like serial killer um, thoughts. And and uh, how they get off in this and telegraphing that. here, but that is a thing that I've heard. That there's something about certain certain psychos. The knife kill is the kill because it's, it's like ah oh. yeah it's like ah oh. because <laughs> the gun you're like dead it's dumb it's like, like that's dumb like you don't have to face what yeah. you did it's dumb yeah so okay so we got the iconic mask we got the the knife you're saying it's cool I'm saying he could have done better. Do we want to talk about his looks as a teen heartthrob? Because look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not a good looking dude. Let's just yeah, that hair. I mean, everybody wants that hair for the he's 90s, got the, especially the clean white t shirt looking like a greaser from the yeah. from the 50s. I mean, he's looking like Sean Hunter's older brother or something. He like does that, right? 
He does look like Sean Hunter's older brother. Yeah, and not Jack. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the the true, not the half yeah, brother, not the, the half, long lost brother, long lost full brother. But I, I think his psychopathic, like he looks too psycho to me. I feel like it's obvious yeah. it's him, but he's got that look in his eyes, right? I kind of want to go three here, but I feel like the mask is so good and it's I so go four. iconic. I want to go four. Let's do it. I think it's yeah. a four because it's so iconic and it's so good that I feel like we we can. I'm gonna dock him the, the point for the other stuff, but we'll go yeah. four. What about this? Is probably a quick one. Hideout or layer? Like, does he yeah. does he have one, or is he hanging one. out at, at Stu's house? So I get the feeling that so everyone's got these crazy awesome houses, right in Woodsboro. I don't know is is it Indiana or California? It's California. I forget. They say California. Is it California. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's got. Everyone lives on a farm, basically, like giant mansion, properties, giant houses, giant properties, right? I get the feeling that Billy lives on the outskirts of town in a trailer home. Yeah, like like. Probably like an outsider kind of guy yeah. situation. Yeah. You mentioned Sean Hunter. It's a good good yeah. analogy, I feel. Yeah. That's a good analogy. They showed his dad. His dad doesn't look like he's, you know, who the hell knows what his dad's well, his is. wife left him. I, I feel that. like I feel like his dad mows everyone's lawn. Yeah. But if we're, if we're he, throwing back to Summer Catch. He, he's, he's the Dunn, Ryan Dunn's dad. There's nothing wrong with that. Mr. Dunn. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, you said it. They, they had the most successful business on the Cape, yeah. so. yeah. But I, I get the feeling that they are not on the rich side of town. I, you know, we the, talk about giving zeros. Like, I don't. We can't give a zero because it's the one by our own rules. Is this? Yeah. But hanging out at your friend's house. Yeah. Where are they storing their gear? Like, I don't really yeah. feel like he's got an actual place. It's got to be a one, right? So yeah. So Stu's house is great. Like that's where the fi- the finale ends up. But we're not calling that a layer. No. So there's no hideout and or layer. Yeah. As we found out in Lost Boys last week. Yeah. So it's right, a one. Th- Let's go one. This is this is the meat of here now. I just don't understand what the motivation is. He says he has none, but just walk me through this. Well, he like, says what both. is the yeah, plan? He, sa- he says both. So he contradicts himself. He, he tells Sydney he's got no himself. motive, and it's the scariest of the killers that have no motives, which is true. But he also we come to find out that Sydney banged. His dad breaking up their marriage. His mother his, his ran mom. off. The mom banged him, right? Sydney's mom okay. banged. You said his, Sydney. I, 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 no, no, no. Sydney's mom banged maybe she did Billy's too, dad, and Billy's mom ran out of town. She left town. She abandoned the boys, right? Yeah. And it's revenge time. And Billy was the one that raped and murdered Sydney's wife. Sydney's wife. Sydney's mom. <laughs> And framed Cotton Weary. The we worst fears. The worst fears of Sydney have come true. She she fingered the wrong guy, set him for death row. And it yes. wasn't even Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary was just a consensual partner. So who did she see when she saw them leaving? She'd see nobody. So did she ever see anyone? So the 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 key piece of evidence was the jacket. Yeah. She Sydney says she saw Cotton leave in his jacket. And, and then Gail tells her. No, you saw someone leave in that jacket. Yeah. Were you sure it was Cotton? They got a hold of Cotton's jacket and started the frame job. So, and we don't know whether it was actually Billy who did this or Stu. I'm going to assume it was Billy because Probably he was Billy. the one that crime of passion. had the, yeah, the crime of sure. passion. But, yeah. but what I don't get about this, and this is where I think this guy's plan, maybe it's a five just because it's so off the rails crazy, or maybe it's a one because it's so bad. But I, I think like, I don't understand with trying to destroy the family because his beef yeah. is with the mom, not with Sydney. And right. then he he proceeded to then date her for a year. Yeah. 
he's like, is he hate dating her? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't yeah. really get it. It doesn't make a ton of sense because if he had a problem with anyone, it was the mom for breaking up the home. Yeah. And then you did it. You killed her and you, you framed someone and you, and you totally got away with it. Yeah. You doing more things can only lead to possibly getting caught for that first murder. I guess but, that's the psychopathic tendency. Yeah. But then he's, you know, maybe, maybe he, it's possible that killing the mom was crime of passion. He did it out of like hatred or whatever, or revenge. And then he liked it. And he wanted more of it. That's true. Well, how much, so how much of this do you believe? Right? Because he said, quote, her mom was a quote, slut bag. I'm I'm not making this up. He, this is actual words, right? Yep. He said that she quote, flashed it all over town. Yes. And then he also said, your slut mother was I'm not even going to say bleeping my father. She's the reason my mother moved out and abandoned me. That's a direct quote from Billy. Now, who's this mom that just leaves her son? The son didn't have the affair. Right. Wife punished the son. Exactly. But anyways. And, and what, what I don't also don't understand is, was Sydney's mom actually sleeping around or was it he, he's taking this out and it was just this one moment? Like, obviously, she know. hooked up with, we, with Cotton Weary. We know that she slept with at least two guys besides her husband. Okay. Cotton right. Weary and Mr. Loomis. All right. So who the hell else knows who else? She's probably is flashing it all over town. But hey, that that's her prerogative. Like I don't I don't care. She's married. I look, not my problem. <laughs> look, I'm you can have as many partners as you want, but if you're married, you can't be yeah. banging all the married dudes in the in, right. in the town. That's probably that's true. That's you're gonna fair get yourself enough. killed. Yeah, you're gonna get that's fair <laughs> enough, right? And it's same with you're a dude too, yeah. right? You do it as a as a dude, and it's like yeah. you shouldn't be doing that. I if I'm it. all over town just banging married women. Eventually, <laughs> like I'm going to get God. I'm going to get yeah. God eventually. Someone's, Someone's going to come with you with a scream mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, but I don't understand. Like, did they think that they could get away with this? And like you said, they already did it. They got away with it. So, yeah. like, so, I don't get it. So we didn't fully describe it. The plan was to kidnap Sydney's father, which they did, and frame him for the murder of everyone. All the, all the murders. All of them. They ghosted his cell phone, which was a genius idea. So it all traces back to him. Um, he disappeared after he said he was going on a trip. So that the alibi, he has no alibi. He has zero alibi. On the one year of his wife's yeah, death. Yeah, one year of his wife's anniversary. He goes on a murderous rampage, which ends in a murder-suicide of him and his daughter, Sydney. Great plan, right? Uh, on th- in theory, yes. Almost got away with it. What was the, what was the fatal flaw of their plan? I mean, they stabbed each other yes. and they started like... <laughs> they stabbed each other and they weren't good at it and they both weakened themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you're, you're playing a video game and you purposefully like delete your own health yeah, just so that you can make the final... Like, why? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. And They could have they stabbed each other after they killed everyone else. Why yes. did they do it first? Yeah, do it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, they made it harder. They played on yeah, all Madden they, level. Yeah, they put the difficulty up. Yep. You could change the difficulty at the end. That's like yeah. the game where you can turn it yeah. down to beat the boss and then turn it back yeah. up. It they doesn't it make up, any sense. They put it on nightmare difficulty. Yep. But I also, you talk about the motive. Like, if this was just about his mom, then why did he kill the principal? Why did he get, maybe that was Stu. Maybe the Stu just wanted to kill the principal. I don't know. And like, I don't understand, like, was it a full psychotic break? And I think that he's got to lose a lot of points here because he got so sloppy. So you could either say he's genius because they certainly succeeded at the first one. And that's that yeah. that's almost like a five out of five plan there in yeah. a way. But then the they, second they, piece. They successfully good. framed a murder, murderer. 
They did and that. So that's they great. ruined it for themselves. And yeah. I, they got to lose points here. And and the fact is, they even died by like toying with their own victim. Like I just feel like I don't know. And then they lose points because. Sydney winds up dressing up as the ghost and beating them as the ghost, which in, yeah. in my opinion was the riskiest move of the whole movie. Because imagine yeah. the cops come in and they see her dressed in the ghost thing with a knife. Yeah. These guys are like small town cops. They're not yeah. going to think it was Billy. Yeah. Someone could be like, hey, it was her all along. Her mom yeah. died. So she's taking revenge on the one year of her mom's death. Like if Jamie Kennedy wasn't yeah. alive to like cooperate, like she yeah. could have easily been cuffed. Yeah. They sure. could have said, hey, it was her. Or the twist yeah. could have been Jamie Kennedy was actually in on it with them. And then he says, yeah. hey, it was her. Like yeah. she gets cuffed away and taken away. Yep. Why didn't, the other thing is, why didn't she just leave the house and stay on the phone? She stayed in the yeah. house to kill them. Leave, call the cops and then toy with them and make her think that you're in the house. Yeah. I don't get it. I guess she True. wanted to, she wanted the death, but. Yeah, she wanted, I, she wanted the kill. I got to take this guy. I got to take points away, man. I got to take him away. I almost want to say it's a two because it's cocky and it's pathetic the way they died. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, at least a three for me. You going three? Two is a little disrespectful because the plan was so good. They just got cocky. You can't. I mean, they're they're teenagers, right? So you can't help. You can't fault them for being cocky. All right, I'll I'll give it. We'll give it. We'll give it a three. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with it because the first one worked so well. It was a five, and the second half of the plan was not good. So we'll average yeah. it up to a three. Yeah. I'm good with that. That's okay. okay. All right. Okay. What about the henchman? Because like Stu sucks, right? I mean, yeah. Stu's not good. So. <laughs> The only thing Stu's good for is the comedic relief, which he has. Right. Clearly. You give him points um, for that. Give him points for that, for like being a good partner and all that, and a willing partner. But I kind of felt like it was obvious of which seeds it was Stu and which seeds the ghost face was Billy. Because Stu's a very clumsy guy, right? Yes. Super clumsy. I feel like he got his ass beat more than, than Billy did in his runs. Like his first fight through Sydney, I think was definitely Stu. Because Billy showed up on the windowsill, there's no way Billy would have been able to make it around in time. He got his ass kicked pretty good by Sydney, even though Sydney's pretty tough. Anyways, I and then the fight you. with Tatum in the garage, which was definitely Billy or definitely uh, Stu. Stu, it had to be right. Yeah, he said, "I'll be right back." Yeah, if Tatum hadn't have tried the garage door and just fought, she would have won that fight hands down. She just hands didn't believe down. she didn't believe in herself hard enough. But Stu was getting his ass kicked for sure. And they didn't have any other sub-bosses or muscle. I mean, this was just the two, this is a two-man operation. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, maybe, and ties back into plan, but it's in, it's in Henchman. I think it was kind of genius to have a partner. And, yeah. and I'll give him that too. Kind of risky though, right? It was. You gotta, but you gotta ask, like, uh, you know, I, call, I come up to you and say, Drew, I got a plan. How much do you trust me? You know? Do you trust me? Let's go on a murder spree. You maybe. say no, then I'm like, yeah. I kind of got to kill Drew now because he knows my plan. <laughs> What's the recruitment of this like? Like, what was the recruitment of Stu? Like, were they like basically, you know, mentally masturbating about killing people and stuff? Like, here's what, how, what was the pitch? Here, yeah, here's how the conversation goes. It starts with Billy speaking out loud. Man, I'd really love to kill Sid's mom. She kind of broke up my, my family here. Yeah, And then like, and then you play it off as like hypothetical. And then Stu's like, yeah, well, we could probably get away with it if we did this, that, and the other thing. And then, like, you know, you start talking about it as if it's not real. And then, like, at a certain you point, you're like, out. yeah, you know what? Let's do this. <laughs> like, they they realize that they're both crazy and they want to do it. I agree with you. It is pretty damn risky, though. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you want to go two here? I feel like I want to go two. I think one, because he sucks, and then a bonus point, because he's funny. 
And, and yeah, and plus Matthew Lillard's awesome. I, and I he's think, loyal. He's loyal. So he's, he gets a point. Yeah, he's really good. I like Matthew yeah. Lillard, and I think he he should get okay. Let's go with two. Fun so fact. This, fun fact, real quick before we, before we wrap it up. The the part where Billy throws the phone at Stu at the end where they're both bleeding out. Yeah. Was not supposed to happen. That was all ad libbed. Oh, you serious? Yeah. Then Stu uh, yells at him. Hey, you hit me with the phone, you dick. That was not in the script. It was all possibly <laughs> th- the best line of the movie. It was ad libbed. I know we try to avoid having like graphic pictures as like the photo for this, but I feel like him yeah. just pathetically bleeding out like on the phone <laughs> is like I. Th- yeah. I'm gonna put that as a candidate for the cover photo yeah. for this we'll episode. See. If you if you are listening to this, yeah. you'll see whether we did it or not. But yeah, I feel think a that's little a good woozy candidate. here. <laughs> it's like. It's just bleeding out. Like I thought that was just comedic genius. Yeah. So, all right, let's recap. So we gave him a four for look and style, iconic look. One for hideout and layer because he didn't really have one. Three for plan, good good starting, bad ending, and then two for henchmen. So we got a 10 out of 20 here. Not yeah, bad. Fair. How does he stack up to uh, the slicker man? Let's see. Uh, he definitely blows him out of the water. So Ben Willis, at the time when we were doing this, we gave zeros. So we gave him a zero for a henchman for whatever reason, which I think we probably should amend it and give him a one. Yeah. But that would give him like a six and a quarter. Like we we did averages back yeah. then. But it's so fair. It's, it's fair. Because Ghostface is, you know, I think he's obviously better. So He's, he's right in line with Mr. Freeze, Rachel Phelps, Death, Jerry Jones, uh, Billy Loomis is right here. So then we got Al, Angels in the Outfield, Emotep, and Dusty Dinkelman. So Wait a he's, he's right there. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I thought for a second we gave Mr. Freeze a five. I thought you were talking no, about no, no, Slicker no, no, Man. No. Okay, good. These are all tens. I was These about to like tens. yell at you for, for giving Arnold just a bad score, but no, yeah, no, no. These are all tens here. So okay, th- okay. this is this is fair. So fair, these are tens. Fair. Yeah. Fair. And then you got Dusty Dinkelman's got an eleven. So because yeah. he had a five for his plan, because it just worked so well. Before we get out of here, I mean Look, this is one of many, as we mentioned. I enjoyed this movie a lot. I think it's really good. I definitely have seen the second one. I like that too. Have you seen all of them? And I know there's like an MTV series and I think there's a new movie. Like where, we mentioned before, right? You're more into the horror genre than I am. Like where does this sit with you and how do you feel about some of the other ones in in this maybe franchise? I thought two was really good. Not as good of a movie, but just, you know, a good sequel, if you will. I thought the additions of Timmy Oliphant and then uh, one, one of the O'Connell brothers, I forget which one, who the hell Jerry. Was. Jerry. You know, Jerry. Gets crucified. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, three stunk. Four, I didn't even watch. Everybody hated it, it seems. I never saw the series. I think it was more aimed towards teens. On MTV, uh, right? Yeah, MTV series. Literally. Yeah. And then the new one came out, and I think it had decent reviews. I watched it recently, and uh, I fell asleep through most of it. <laughs> so it was fine, but it wasn't great. I don't know. So yeah, one and two are essential viewing. And I think the rest are kind of like, if you feel like it, not, not required. With the series being a meta commentary on horror in general, do you feel like it's meta that they have so many of them sort of like the other ones? And are they doing it on purpose or are they no. trying to make them good? I do not think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> be, I don't want to give them credit. Con. That would be a long con. We made 18, and then we're yeah. going to have Scream Takes Manhattan. So and I, I don't even know if Wes Craven was alive for four, let alone five. I'm not even sure. Would he have approved is the question. Yeah. That's, that's the real question. The it's master of horror is rolling over at his grave. Yeah. Well, look, I had fun doing these again. This was our second time we did a two-parter. It was a two-parter for Halloween. We did the Predator Month previously. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying this kind of stuff. I think we got some 
really great comments and feedback on on doing this type of thing more and i've had a, a good time with it I, I think you have too bad way so oh, yeah. if you guys are definitely enjoying it send us an email the last row podcast at gmail.com let us know what you want to see upcoming movies um send a, a comment on the on the page for the episode the last row podcast.com tweet at us at the last row pod facebook instagram and as always if you're enjoying the show please consider leaving us a five-star review on apple podcast spotify Podchaser. hit that subscribe button and we'll be back in two weeks on Thursday, November 10th. And in the meantime, I hope you all have a very happy and spooky Halloween. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. <laughs> so did you think that they were going to show Frontal? Because they they showed, they're like, oh, here it comes. And then they showed it and then they they, they stood they stood in front of the camera. Did you think it was coming? Uh, no. Uh, the, the purposefully teased and not done because it's what you expect. Yes. Subvert your expectations. Yes. yes. Are you disappointed? <laughs> <laughs>